Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast. I am your host, Angel of Words, and I want to dedicate this episode to my sister, Sadi, and all my peoples in the LGBTQ community, that if it wasn't for them and their support, you know, through these some some of the hard difficulties that I've had in my life, you know, I would probably never be where I'm at, where I'm at today. So thank you, and everyone, don't forget to subscribe, punch on that notification bell, share 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 these messages it's important also you can follow us on all podcast platforms for our exclusive content and and the angel of words blog check out www.aowent.com and if you want to leave a donation it is cash app a-o-w-n-y-c now on deck on the Angel of Words podcast. This is the LGBTQ special with our guest, Mr. Antonio Santana. Mr. Santana. Hi, hi. Thank you for no, joining me welcome. today, You're man. welcome. Thanks for the invite. Thank you, man. Thank you for being here, Mr. Santana. You know, we met. In a weird place, Briefly. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We fell in love in a hopeless place. <laughs> we sure did. You know, you came but, through uh, at the right time. Oh man, definitely, definitely, definitely. And you know, we had real conversation, and I was glad that you know you were able to take the time out today to speak to us. You know, on this you know beautiful Pride Week, and uh, you know we want to share stories. This is where your stories are heard. But you know, one of the things that you know that why I brought you here is because there's a lot of fear in the straight community. Facts. You know, there's a lot of fear in the straight community, a community that I'm uh, a part of. And, um, you know, the fear comes from, I think, from media. I feel like they're scared that all this media attention and all the storylines and all these incredible shows is going to make the whole world gay and it's going to stop procreation or part of the LGBTQ community and it's going to stop procreation. And not only that, that it's, that it's going to, um, you know, uh, it, it, it's going to change the face of the United States of America, which I don't feel is true, you know, and one, you know, one of my, one of the, also one of the things in, in the straight community is that I feel like they feel like, you know, they're out of touch. They don't know what's going on. You know, I feel like it's more of a struggle that you that th- th- this community has faced more than them trying to overpower, you know, uh, uh, their lifestyle into our lives through media. So, I mean, I just want to get your thoughts on that. See, for me, it's not so much about media. For me, it's much about their upbringing gotcha. and what they were taught at a very young age. Okay. You know, for example, in the Hispanic community, you have machismo. Yeah. For example, I was raised with two other brothers. My father was the most machismo, machismo. And now look what happened. Yeah. He had a son who was as flamboyant could be wearing cha-cha heels and roaming around in dresses. Okay. And it did take him some time to evolve and accept me. But one thing I was very proud of my father that he never belittled me. He never hid me like my older brother did. Gotcha. What affected me as much as a homosexual and, you know, people in the community is that when your own blood and your own relatives don't accept you and they're embarrassed of you and they hide you, that affects you tremendously in so many ways. 
in so many ways. Yeah, I agree with you. For some heterosexuals, you know, it's a lot in their faces. Yeah. But then you need to understand, back in the days when social media wasn't involved, like, you had to go, for example, for me to feel comfortable in my skin and for me to see a reflection of myself in my community, like, I had to go to balls. I had to go to underground parties. I had to go to after hours. You know, mm. I had to go to some crazy, dingy places. But it was the places that I felt welcome and places that I got to see my reflection. Whereas now with social media, you do see people more like you on commercials, on TV shows. It is a little saturated to my opinion. Okay. But I think it's a it's a good move it's a good movement going forward. Okay. Like, you know, like um two weeks ago I went to go see the heights. Oh man. Oh, no 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 no. Wait, wait, let me get to this. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But baby, like do your homework when you go see a movie. Yes. Literally ten people walked out the movie theater. I didn't think they thought it was supposed to be a musical. That like is... that like they did not think. So they were they were Hispanics. You know what I'm saying? So I think they thought it was like a Fast and the Furious kind of situation. Yeah. They did not know it was a musical. So then as soon as it started, not even 10 minutes into the movie, they was just walking out like roaches. Wow. But it's like, how come? Where was this theater at? It was, oh, we went to the one on Times Square. Okay. But it was a Tuesday. Okay. You know, girl, I'm on a budget, so $16. (laughs) That's Matt and me is serious, (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, and and I went, and I went at the latest time frame. We went, me and my friend Hector went like it was at 10 o'clock. Okay. But it was just like, how can we move forward if, if, and let's say in, in our community, we don't even help each other to move forward? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But what I do feel that what social media is bringing right now, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's helping, you know, kids who live in the middle of nowhere to be like, okay, I'm not the oddball. Like, yeah. you know, I was lucky growing up, you know, I'm I'm originally a bridge and tunnel from Jersey, from Elizabeth. So I, for really, me, you're from Elizabeth. Yeah, God, I have mad family out so there. So for me, shout out to Elizabeth okay, from Jersey. You know? Okay. <laughs> so for me, it was easy to jump on the train and then come into the city. Yeah, knocking on wood, honey. Yeah. I was lucky. Yeah. I was lucky that my coming out, my involvement in the community was in New York City. But in in my story was like it, it's different from what the, this young generation like mm-hmm. back then like you know you would have like your gay parents who would take you under the wing will show you the robe would give you the lingo of the nightlife of how to do this do that and it it actually opened my eyes wow. but i had that look but imagine being in the middle of nowhere in the midwest that's horrible that's man. horrible yeah like i hear some of these kids stories and it's horrible yeah. now what what really breaks my heart it's like how can you be a parent and then if you find out your child is gay or lesbian or whatever the situation is, you kick them out? I had a friend of mine, he had a semester to graduate from college and he was Jamaican. And his parents found out that he was gay. They cut him completely. I found him, I had a seven o'clock morning class and I literally found him in the parking lot. Oh my he God. would go, um, I went to Johnson Wells University. He would go into the gym where he was a member. He kept that membership just to shower. Then he would just change in the parking lot and then go to class. Wow. Like, who does that? How does that make you feel, man? I mean, but then again, I was lucky. Like, my dad, as my cheese more, hombre, he was. My dad never did that. My dad made sure, like, me and my other brothers were taken care of. Like, he hold it down. Was he the best father? 
Uh, that's a different subject. Yeah. But yeah, we're not here to talk about okay. that. But but <laughs> but he took care of his responsibilities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my dad, like, if anything, like my dad was so proud yeah. that you know me and my older brother, you know, we were the first generation of graduating from going to college and graduating. I mean, you went to a great college, not for nothing. Johnson and Wells ain't no BS. Honey, I'm man. still playing that dad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm still wow. playing that dad. Wow. Still playing that dad. You know, and another stigma, you know, in the heterosexual community is that, and what, things that we always, uh, a question that we always talk about is whether you're born gay or you become gay. And my, and my thing is always like, what does it matter? Like, just deal with the situation at hand. I've never been a nostalgic person to begin with. I, I always deal with the moment and the future. I never try to change the past. However, th that's a lot of, you know, they think about that a lot. Like, what what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, for me, for example, mm -hmm. I had the pleasure when I lived in Rhode Island. Yeah. I used to work at a bathhouse. Okay. So, basically, a bathhouse is where men would pay a one-time fee and they would walk around with a towel around their waist. Now, you'd be surprised I had priests because... In their driver's license, it says, father such and such, priest such and such. I've met lawyers. I've met DAs. I've met substantial people in Rhode Island. Yeah. And it's sad because, okay, these are men that you looked at them, you couldn't tell they were gay. Yeah. But they were living a double life. They would have to go to a, a shithole in a wall to be with their true love or their partner of like 20 years. Sometimes they would even go there to have sex or, or, or to mess around. They would just go there, just for example, to talk to the gay employees, hang out with us, you know, wanting to know what's going on. And then they had to go back to their wife and kids. Wow, so it's like more so of a it's social okay. experience. So like, exactly. Not even because, you know what, some, for me, it wasn't such a social experience. No, for, for them, I'm saying. For them, not yeah. really, because it was, only the, it was only a place that they were able to be themselves. Wow. Honestly. And some of them were in relationships with their partners of like 10 to 15 years or longer. Wow. And it's hard living in darkness, man. I don't like to do that now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, how, how, how does that make you feel? Man? For you me, see, honestly, 100 yeah. percent is like, don't lie to don't lie to. I I've had girlfriends that have been lied to of yeah. their partner who were double. I have girlfriends who are in open relationships yeah. with their boyfriends. I have girlfriends that know that their their significant other was bilingual yeah. or or dated trannies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like. Don't don't lie to people and lead them on, and then they don't know, because yeah. you know back in that back in the days, especially in the nineties, you had a lot of you had a lot of problems with people being HIV positive and AIDS because they yeah. were lied to and they had no clue what the significant others were doing. Wow! But you don't see that a lot nowadays. Yeah. The only thing you see now is the, the 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 stigma of like people living with HIV and AIDS. That you they still it needs to be worked on. You know what I'm saying? Because you do see the ignorance still and you still see people still push away that's ridiculous especially we're in this day of age you know my, my thing is you know that fear i feel like comes from a lack of education just from a from, from an ignorance standpoint you know you know and um unfortunately like the stigmas they they add to that 
you know, facilitation of the the situations that we still go with when we have educate we have that education now, man. Like you know, it's it's so I feel like it's it, we live in a in a climate right now where it's okay to be yourself. So when I see these things still going on, I wonder why does it happen? Why do you think it happens? But it, we're in a climate right now that it's okay to be yourself to a certain limit, and 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 it and it depends your surrounding. You know, me growing up, especially because I worked in hospitality, I worked mm-hmm. in events, I worked in restaurants, I knew with certain clients or even as a server, I knew with certain customers, I had to gay it up because they wanted dinner in the show. Whereas for me, the perfect customer for me was the the businessman that would walk in, say two words to me, but I knew I was getting that 35% tip. Yeah. And they were out the door with no drama or BS. Wow, I worked in the restaurant industry for for about fifteen years in my life. Wow, you've seen it. Yeah, no, the the businessman is always the best man, man. Because (laughs) complete strangers acting a goddamn fucking fool, and you'd be surprised. Yeah, a fool, a fool, (laughs) a fool. Wow, a fool. Wow, man, that's crazy. Now, you know, you brought up the fact that, you know, when you were growing up, you know, that there was people walking around and, um, you know, they, they weren't honest and, you know, um, the HIV situation was... Well, you I mean, know, that was it's, big. Yeah, and you it's know, still, I mean, not, it's still big now, yeah. Yeah, but back then in the, in the yeah. 90s, in the yeah. early 90s, it was tough. People didn't yeah. want to touch each other. People didn't want to have sex with each yeah. other. And then, um, you know... Knocking on wood, I was lucky. I never got gay bash. I never got picked on. But I was always flamboyant and gay. Gotcha. It was obvious what I was. Gotcha. I never denied what I was. Yeah, it took me time to be comfortable in my skin and accept who I was yeah. because of my upbringing and because of like, like I said earlier, you know, not having, you know, having like your older brother or having a family member that is embarrassed of you or they kind of hide you. That affects you. In, in a major way because it, it fucks with you mentally and it fucks with your identity in such a big way because then you're 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 trying to like earn their love and their respect but then you see as much as you do that it's not working so until you learn to love yourself and move on forward and you do as you please if they come through they come through they don't it is what it is Wow. And like, like I, and, and like I, and we've gotten into huge fights with my older brother. And I used to tell my older brother, I was like, "You're an idiot," because one thing about me, I was always surrounded by pretty women. Yeah, I wasn't surrounded by the yeah. the not the Loch Ness monsters. I was yeah. always surrounded by the right girls. You know how much he could have got, <laughs> but he didn't play his cards right. He did not play his cards right. With me. It's unfortunate. You know? It's unfortunate. He could have had a better bond with you. You could have found him a Ex- wife. <laughs> Do you like his wife? Is he married? <laughs> Well, Another subject. <laughs> no, no, she's nice. <laughs> she's nice. She's nice and all. No, she's great. She's great. They got yeah. three kids. Like, yeah, she goes out of her way and yeah. stuff like that. Now, if you're telling me that is he in a happy committed relationship that's a different subject yeah you know what i'm saying but you know work marriages work anyways no matter what it is, you oh know what I mean? and no matter yeah. gay straight whatever it is yeah. it's a lot of communication yeah. it's a lot of you gotta give a little to get more yeah. and like i always tell i always tell this to my friends especially like my girlfriends it's like you gotta pick your battles yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. don't be fighting over the dumbest little stupid yeah. shit yeah. and don't let your insecurities get the best of you you know what I'm saying? Like, don't let that crazy little voice in you get the best of you. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've all had friends do some crazy shit. Yeah, definitely. 
guy had a girlfriend. She used to follow her boyfriend. Like, literally, yeah. it would be the weekends, and she, she'll drive around from, like, midnight to 3 o'clock in the morning, following his every step. This is cool. You know, because he you... cheated on her one time, and the moron cheated with the, like... The one thought in the block that had a big mouth no. and that that on purposely, no. she, you know, no. she told the no. other one no. and then it just got, so no. she was just insecure and she would just follow, yeah. follow, follow, follow. Yeah. And it, but she didn't love herself, unfortunately. You got to love yourself before you could be in a relationship to begin with. Oh, my God. Why are you going to be in your 20s following somebody till 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning? And, that, and, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel that happens in all communities. You know what I'm saying? I think that's well, something like, it's kind of different in the gay community. We, oh, we, could you explain that? Yeah, then, because please. the gay community is different. Like, especially <laughs> yeah. in the, you know, lesbians love to talk a lot of smack about the gays. But yeah. the girls, they they know each other because they all been with each other. Yeah. Whereas the gays, okay, yes, promiscuity and having one night stands but at least you know what you're getting yourself into yeah. for me honestly i'm a hundred percent it's like if there if you don't know what you're doing sexually and physically it's yeah. a problem really for me it's a problem really like i'm not a size queen i'm not none yeah. of that nonsense but for me it's like yo like if you don't know how to kiss and you're a grown man yeah like that's a problem and i'm not here to teach you but the problem is that you know my life experience for being how I am and being as flamboyant, I've always attracted men who were closeted, who were confused. So they needed to understand that my body is not a woman. You just can't stick it and just go at it. Like, yeah. you got to work it, then do the situation. And it was more... Well, I feel like that's the same way. With the, like well, if, if you're making love to a woman the right way, that should be the way it's being done. Well, you done, know, how, you know many women, how, women, how many women don't complain and say, oh, you were amazing when they weren't amazing. Well, that's their, that's their problem, man. You know, that's and that problem. happens a lot. You because know? that has that I've been in situations that the guy was like, well, you never had a complaint of a female. I was like, because they lie to you. Well, Antonio, I got a question, right? Now that you're on that topic, right? You know, cause, because that's a that's another thing in the straight community. If they feel like sexuality for gays is more important than actually getting to know someone and building a bond for a relationship. Is that true or false? For anecdotally, because we can't generalize for anyone. No, but what no. do you think about that? I honestly, I okay, I honestly think it depends on your upbringing and your your age. Age, what's yeah. your where you're standing at your life like for me honestly you know it's been hard to 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 meet a guy to build a foundation and have a partnership like i don't need somebody to pay my bills and be my sugar daddy could yeah. i had that a long time ago yes but i would have to settle my my dignity myself and bow down and be their servant yeah. Now that happens a lot in the gay community. Really? So, so so they cooperate oh, to that lot, level, like servitude type of level, like like that. Really? I had I had I had white friends, especially in college, especially in Rhode Island. I dealt with a lot of ignorance. Okay. Not so much in Miami, but in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island, the ignorance that I used to deal with was this. Right? I used to always get told, "You're you're you're Hispanic, but you don't look Hispanic." Yeah. But but when you speak Spanish, you sound Italian, and it's like, boo! It's not my fault. You're ignorant, and you don't have a passport, and you haven't traveled. And you know, I don't come from an island. Yeah. Like, and for you to even automatically think, oh, but, or, what what island? Or, you know, this this and, that. and it's like, no. Like, we all come in different shades. We come from all backgrounds. You know, as you can see, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you know, that was a big problem. Yeah. You know, especially with the white yeah. girls, especially with all the Nancys and the Vanessas and the, the 
that was the biggest problem because yeah. they used to be like, you know, well, how come you're not them like that? And listen, I used to get into huge arguments because it's like, you know, you're being ignorant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ignorant. You know what I'm saying? And but then I get it because it, within our own community, we don't we don't respect each other. Yeah. You know, in the in the especially in the, in the Hispanic community, in the Latino community, there we have such an issue with colorism. We have such an issue with how you present yourself. We have such, such an issue where you were born, where you're raised. You know, honestly, I, I you know, because of my parents being from Uruguay, and, but it's like, I don't come from money. I come from a working class. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my parents got divorced. My mother hustled. She did what she had to do. But for my mother, you know, it was important, you know, you you present yourself in a certain way, you know how to carry yourself, you know, you eat properly, you know how to hold silverware. I mean, okay, you worked in the restaurant industry. Yes. How many businessmen have you seen that used to hold the knife like this and the fork like this and then cut like this and then eat like animals? Like, like they animals, never, like, yeah. And then like... Cut a huge cut of meat and it's just rumbling. Yeah, in no, their like jaw. carnivores, like yeah. like cannibals. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like really. And then wow, and you're the CEO of yes. such and such. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I've seen that a lot. That happens that a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just because you have money doesn't mean you have doesn't, manners. No, not at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not at <laughs> That's all. That's a fact of life. Not man. at all. Wow. But no, honestly. So then you know. I used to see the differences how I would get treated than how my Peruvian friends would get treated or like how my Puerto Rican friends would get treated, especially with the gringos. Oh, especially when I used to go to the frat parties and this and that. I used to see the the difference. You know what I'm saying? And then I then I get it why within our community we put ourselves in certain categories and then we dislike each other for those fucking reasons. Yeah. Like yeah. I will never forget this. I was working at a restaurant, right, when Donald Trump won presidency. Okay. And we had this, like, Mexican family. Um, they used to come a lot to the restaurant. And they were, like, uppities. And they were coming from powerful position. And the guy, a Mexican, a Hispanic, was, like, and he, and he didn't say anything to me because I was a server. I was yeah. the server at the table. But to my general manager, who was white from Colorado, he was, like, aren't you happy that Donald Trump won? And his broke ass fucking English. Wow. And I just gag because honestly, I I that's one thing. Sorry that I'm so off subject, but No, it's, it's all right, it's man. Like, We're having a conversation. It's, it's like, fine. I get... really it really yeah. bothers me when Latinos or Hispanics are Republicans and it's like, but your mother, your your great grandfather, your grandmother, they were immigrants. They immigrated here. Yeah. Like that really just I guess. Well, it's the conservative ideals, you know. I feel like that uh, that also stems from religion and those ideals which are on par with the Republican Party. So it doesn't shock me that much, you know. I had a lot of friends come out Trump this year, and I wasn't surprised. I mean, I just wasn't. I can't sit here and say, "Well, I'm surprised that they follow." Um, no, I mean, I can see by their upbringing, I, I can see by by the ideals that they've been selling and the, and the propaganda that they've been spewing to the nation as to why you would as to why you would be down with that wave you know but a lot of them were trying to fit into something so desperately yeah but let me tell you something antonio you know it's also the 
It's also Latinos' fault because in La- in Latino America, and these are the facts, and I've spoke about colorism before on, on this podcast, t- only 21% of us believe in the African diaspora and and, and, and gravitate to, to the to the black cause. You know what I'm saying? In, in any other Latino country. So it doesn't surprise me that um, people are gravitating towards those ideologies. It really doesn't. It's our fault. Like we, we they're the least black Latinos, Afro Latinos, are the worst educated um, uh, uh, demographic of people on this side of the world. But you see, and not like for example, in Uruguay, yeah. the Afro Latinos they're celebrated. Like during Carnival in Uruguay, that might be the only place in like, Latin America that's in crazy. Because you know, in Brazil they don't get treated well. Oh, in Argentina no. they don't get treated no. well. Well, well, yeah, no, you know no, what I'm no, saying. No. You know oh, that. No, you know, no. you know what time Please, it is. In Argentina they call me cabecita negra. In Colombia they only like them when they're winning football games, from what I can Facts. tell. You know what I'm saying. And if they don't win, they get killed. Yeah, so you, you know, you know happens. what I'm saying. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. And then Puerto Rico, I mean, I feel like we do a little bit better job, but it's still not great because you know, I, I did, you know, I grew up and I've seen. Households and I spoke about this on the podcast, but but doesn't matter yeah. where doesn't matter where we come from, mm-hmm. but as Hispanics, especially yeah. like when a child is born, what is the first thing that comes out of their mouth? Si tiene pelo bueno malo, oh, Good. que 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 eh, 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 eh. El negrito el más blanquito. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes out. Yeah, I know what. Doesn't matter, Cuban, Puerto Rican, yeah. Dominican, Argentina. What is the first thing that comes out the of the color. mouth of a child is bored? The color. The color. Oh, yeah, I hope and, he's healthy. I hope he's smart. No, yeah. no, no. And you still see it. Yeah. Because I've seen it with the yeah. younger generation that the because yeah. it's been ingrained in them it's from their past. Them. That the first that comes out of the mouth is la el, el, el tiene pelomota, mm-hmm. el motito. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. Cause it's that's sad. still cause because that's more. so irrelevant. So we're a cause of it, man. And you know, let me tell you something. There's no movements like there is here in America. But look at how they got in that poor guy for the movie in the Heights for not putting like somebody in front of. First of all, there was no colorism in that movie. I'm right? sorry. Look, okay, the, I, the I, only okay. beef I have within the Heights is this music selection. You can't have a movie called in the. I mean, look. I mean, if you watch it, I've seen the. I've seen the play. I understand that that's the way it was. However, my brother, it's 2021. The in the Heights. Come on, bro. We all know that's bachata merengue land, and there's no bachata merengue in the movie. That's my only issue. Mm-hmm. And and if Dominicans want to get mad, I'm gonna probably jump on their bandwagon because it's true, bro. Like, I mean, but besides that, it I, was catered for the white community. It wasn't so much catered for us. I don't think so, man. You don't think I mean, so? No, not. It's a freaking musical. What did you expect? Well, it's for a, me, the storyline was music. a little bit everywhere because I was so confused. It was everywhere. Because I was like, okay, yeah. I was confused in this scene, right? Yeah. My friend was like, Antonio, why are you always, because I always observed the dumbest things. Yeah. But when the kid had the the Dr. Dre earphones, I'm like, yeah. that didn't come in, out in 1999. And that was the thing. That was in 2008. Was it a period piece? Was yeah. it not a period piece? That's exactly that, what I was that, confused. That was a little I bit was confusing. So confused I, I would agree part. with you there. I was definitely. so confused definitely. with that part. But I, it was so refreshing to see a movie where where, where Latinos aren't drug dealers, they're on prostitutes, there's no, there's no messy romantic situations, Facts. there's no... Uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, maltreatment of your parents or resentment for other people. It was a feel-good movie. 
you know, was it, it was a little all over the place. I'll give you that, and the and the musical selection I felt could have been better. Nice. A little, you know, fix it. You know what I mean? But I think I think you know we still give we still gotta give props. It was such a good movement because it opened the doors for other things and exactly. other opportunities. Like exactly this whole cancel culture. Like everybody nitpicks on everything. Like you yes. gotta look beyond. Like you know, yeah. this is the beginning of something. Yeah. You know, maybe the uh, a next writer, yes. a next producer, which is gonna, gonna be make, me. That's my that's, no. I'm not even joking. Like that's my plan. I love Lin Manuel Miranda. Like I look. Up I think to him. he did great. I feel like he's the trendsetter. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna grab his baton and take it forward. Whenever I get to that point, whenever they finally acknowledge that I'm about this life, and I'll continue doing this until further <laughs> until further notice. But I I love him. And I see what he's doing. But I I feel like I could take it there because I feel like I've been in these cultures. Like I, I've you know what I mean. Like I've slept with different races. Like I've been in in in, in tr- ingrained and engaging in different cultures in New York. And I see what he was trying to do, but you know, like you said, he's leading the way for other people, and uh, you know, hopefully, and, people. And, can, but but nobody yeah. nobody writes about that. Nobody speaks about that. Exactly. All they do is just put all. And but then you see all the white media; they focus yeah. on the negative. They don't yeah. focus on the positive. No. So it's like, how can you change? It doesn't it get ratings, the, baby. You know, I don't get ratings, bro. You know what time it is. But I was surprised. Yeah. Ten people walking out the movie theater, and I'm like, bro, what did you expect? Well, to because see? you just don't like musicals. They're not used to it, man. You know, it's just something we're not used to. You know, since West Side Story, when's been the last Latin-based musical? Really? No, remember that TV show with the with the with the family that was back Which in. The, uh, it was like back in the seventies and the eighties. You don't even remember the name. It was like on CBS or Fox. Oh, oh God! I know what you're you talking about. You know what I'm talking about, about it, because I, I remember, remember watching that on the top of my head, and that's a problem, though. That's a problem. How long ago was that? And then there was that one show on Netflix with Rita Moreno, which I also don't remember the name of. I think John Leguizamo might have been in that too, or last yes. two or three series. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking you about. You know what I mean? I know what you're talking yeah, about. And, and there's a lot of good Spanish films, but I'm talking about like the, the um, bringing to life Latino culture in America. Bro, it's hard to do. And the fact that he's gotten garnered so much attention, I'm glad. That's all I care about. Right? That's, That's what I That's all say. I care about. That's, That's exactly all I, what I say. it, love it, talk about it, because thank you. That's gonna open the way for other people. That's exactly what I said because I still, I, I still thought it was a great, entertaining movie. I thought it was a good movie. It was fantastic, bro. It really was. I mean, I gotta be honest. I was entertained. Me too. You know, I was entertained. You That's know? the only thing I nitpicked was like, okay, I'm a little confused. Is, um, is it the '80s? Is this? I didn't know what that time was period. Uber right? Confusing. Okay, that yeah, was the only thing I was yeah. like. I was just yeah. a little like, okay, I'm yeah. don't know. Like what... You don't have a cell phone. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you have but then you have iPhone. Like, yes. <laughs> And then my friend was like, it's so real, because I'm literally in the movie theater, and I'm yeah. Googling, like, I'm not crazy. Like, yeah. those, those earphones came out in, like, 2000 and something, not 99. I was right. right. It was 2008. 2008 or 2007, when he first came, introduced those earphones. Exactly, man. Like, that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. yeah. So I was you just know? like, all right, I'm just a little confused. And then, you know what else got me a little confused was the part when he was with, with, the, with his daughter in the island. It's like, okay, how did he go from the island at the beach yeah. to, like, the corner street bodega? Bodega. So I was like, wait, was he all this time? Did he take those kids to like Coney Island for the yeah, day? Yeah, That's yeah, what exactly. I was confused on that part. Yeah. Like, you know, were they in Rockaway for the like, day? Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I, I didn't get it. I that guess transition they, they for me to, was yeah, a they little... They wanted you to envision them there, but they're really on the... But, 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 but honestly, I think that Latinos especially in El Barrio and Washington Heights, you always imagine yourself there because you, you know, you, 
live here, but it's like you're there, but you know, you'd be not really. So I guess I, I kind of see the vision. Maybe it wasn't executed the way it should have been, but I could see that, you know, because you're always imagining yourself out there and you're telling a story, you know. I just wish, yeah. like, I, w- I yeah. just wish, like, he focused, like, like, for example, when I lived yeah. on 184th and I used to go to, like, the Dominican bakery for, like, my coffee and, like, especially, like, all the ladies, they knew me. Yeah. And they'd be like, ay, mama, que vas a tomar? Ay, café con leche, dos azúcar, un poco de leche. Like, they, they used to love it. Like, I would yeah. go, and, like, especially there was this older lady, she was like, ay, vos siempre oles rico y bien vestida. And, but, I wish he showed like that little more interaction of like yeah. what it is to live in El Barrio. Like, yeah. you know, it's cute. Like you go to a coffee shop or your sandwich shop. Heights, you mean, yeah. 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 And they know like, I don't know. I just wish it was more of that type of interaction. Yeah. But I get it. There's so much you could do to fit yeah. in such a time period. Yeah. And he, he repped a lot of Latinos, a bro. Lot. From New York, man. You know what I mean? A like, lot. you know, I mean, dude, like, I'm sorry you can't you can't make everybody happy, but don't try to kill this guy. Or do exactly. actually do because at the end of the day, it's good it's good publicity. You know? That's it. Talk about it. I don't know, it. but what did you feel about him apologizing? I didn't think he had to do that. You know, but that's Lin Manuel. You know what I'm saying? Like that guy, he's a guy that's about love. You know, he's a big fan of Walter Mercado. I don't know if you saw Walter Mercado. Of course, Mercado's documentary. didn't see documentary. Yeah, and he was on there, and he was such. It was you know, kinda, he's it was about peace sad. and love. Like he doesn't want to hurt anyone. That's his personality. You know, yeah. Like but me, that documentary was very sad. Oh man, it that was broke my heart. But it was great. It really was great. It was because he was you, so lonely it, 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 when, you, it, it, when he, he was, broke it down. You know, he was lonely, but man, the man was loved by everyone. Yeah. It's like sometimes you got to take that L. When you're special, you're going to take that L. You're going to be loved by everyone because you're so useful to everyone. I just didn't like how they were trying to focus so much if he if he was if he was real, authentic. It didn't matter. Yeah. He gave so many women and so many children like memories of like yes. being with their grandmother, being yeah. with their aunt, being with mom, like rushing to the TV, yeah. sitting on the floor, like yeah. shut up, shut up, shut up, yeah. raise the volume. Like, okay, who cares? Honestly, who cares if he was real or fake? Yeah. What he did to in our community and, and like the hope and like, shit, I remember like on New Year's Eve, my mom used to write down everything he used to say and then we used to do it. I'm you know t- what I'm saying? I'm telling you, man, this man was an icon. This man, I'm telling you, the Pope likes this guy. Facts. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy, there was social media right now. He have like 300 million followers, man. Let's be real. This guy is like, and you know, you didn't, like, I didn't, I, I knew he wasn't such a poor, important factor of Latino society. No, he was huge. But man, but I didn't realize the scope and the gauge because I didn't know the numbers. And you know, now we have all these numbers and we're so up to date with everything. And this guy was important in every single Everywhere. country. And Everywhere. Even, not even America. It's all over the mm-hmm. world, man. Everybody knew who he was. Oh, man. God bless Walter Mercado, man. Okay, Rest in facts. peace. Facts, man. Wow, man. God, we're totally off topic, I but know. man, but he's, you know, I mean, he was an important person, and you know, I'm just glad that you brought that up because, and you know, not only that, I mean, look, man, like, I mean, we all knew he was. He gay. was a leader in the LGBTQ community as well. Please, and he had, and his assistant hello, for me, his assistant was his lover. Hello, I mean, it, I mean, you know what, you know, I and I t- get it. You don't need to say, yeah, it, but no. you see the interaction. But, I, but, but you see, I love the fact that they kept their life private. I feel like more people should do that when it's real. 
real love, you keep it private. You don't need to let anybody know be a- answering questions to people that don't matter. But you know what's the problem? Especially in this day and age, yeah. everybody wants to post everything. Yeah. Everybody wants to put yeah. all the good thing of a yeah. relationship. They want to put it all yeah. on social media. But yeah. when shit hits the fan, then they get upset. Why you're why you're in my business? Well, yeah. boo, you, you've been put putting your business there. so out there. So when you stop putting your business out yeah. there, people want to know what's going on, what's happening. Facts. Because now you become a soap opera. Sorry, your days of our lives now, demon. Come on, bro. Like, that's why, you know what I'm saying? And, and they were hardcore with it, though, man. They were hardcore with it. And, and he was so great because I'll be honest with you, man. Like, if it wasn't for Walter Mercado, it would have been weird for me growing up and interacting with, 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 with people from the LGBT community. It wasn't strange to me to see somebody acting uh, different than me, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because of him. Yeah, but you know what's the problem? It's like... Even like, even like, like you know, me coming out the closet and all that yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Like, you know, my mother, my mother came at me. She was like, "You really think you were the first one?" Yeah. She goes, "There was others besides you, but back yeah. then, yeah. when you was this, you just disappeared." Yeah. That was big in our family. From what I was told from my mother, it's like you know, I had a cousin who was a homosexual, wow. and he just disappeared. They know nothing of him. Once he came out the closet, he disappeared, and my mother kept in contact with him. She said until I was born, and then you know they just lost contact. Wow, that's unfortunate, man. And that was, and she, and she told me that, in, especially in Uruguay, that was big. That was big, like, you know, if you were gay, you would just disappear. Wow, just disappear. That's crazy. And you know what's so crazy? You, you grew. You said you you grew up in Jersey, and then you moved. You moved to Miami, and then you came out back, yep. back out here. Right, well, no, you, no, no. So basically, oh, I I left Elizabeth once I graduated. I went to school in Miami. Then I did a semester in Rhode Island. Okay. I hated Rhode Island. I was like a gypsy these years. And then yeah. I moved back to Miami. Okay. Finished my last year there. Yeah. And then I was just like, I hate driving, and. In Florida, I was working in the nightlife and hospitality and hotels. And like 95 North and South in a certain time frame, it was dangerous. It's dangerous, bro. They're like, going 100 miles an hour no, out there. Not, not just that. <laughs> not just that. But like between between yeah. 5 o'clock in the morning and 7 o'clock in the morning, you have belligerent drunk people mm-hmm. going opposite directions sometimes. You have gone with the wind drugged out people like will break right in front of you i've seen so many accidents in those time frames that when i used to leave work i would have to wait i'd have to rush before or if i was working or if i was working uh like if i was working in miami beach or in coconut grove i would wait after that time span go to the diner and just kill time and then i would get on the car and drive home i hated it with a passion i hate driving with a passion so for me i like the city life because i prefer interacting moving walking for me i feel like it's quicker to get to i get it for day and day like the day-to-day life doing errands and and assessing and stuff like that you know it's hard but then it's easy yeah you get used to it you know what i'm saying yeah especially when nowadays everybody gets everything gets mailed to you it's a different yes it's different it's so different Wow, that's crazy. It's so, so different. All over. And, you know, I, I don't know that many Uruguayans, man. So yeah, that's, it, it's it, very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. so that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trust me. Yeah. I, get I always get like, where is that? And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's between Argentina and Brazil. Yeah. It's a small little yeah. island, yeah. Chile. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, and, and it's funny because, like, like 
when you go to like when you go to Uruguay, you could literally jump on the ferry from Uruguay to Argentina, and you're there like in I think like an hour and a half or two hours. You wow. literally go around this like l- this like lined of rocks, and then you arrive. Wow. I think if you drive it, I think it's like seven hours. Wow, that's crazy. But we man. normally take the ferry. Well, that was one thing. Like, growing up, it was important for... My mother didn't want... Especially, she, my mom didn't want me and my brother to be, like, the family members from the United States that didn't speak a lick of Spanish, d- you know, didn't interact with the cousins and the families yeah. and the aunts. So, at a young age, my mom would bust her ass, you know, and we would take family vacations and visit, you know... My aunt, my uncles, my cousins, my grandmother, my grandfather, because that was important to her. And then you know, and Elizabeth, especially, there is a there is a huge uh, community of Uruguayans that immigrated to Elizabeth. So it's, even in Elizabeth, like you'll go and there's like the authentic bakeries, the gotcha. authentic uh, restaurants. Um, just like when you go to Newark and New Jersey and Ferry, you know, you have the authentic Portuguese and Brazilian restaurants as yeah. well. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Wow, that's crazy, man. It's good. To, I'm out to tell my family members, yo, what's good? Because yeah. I never, you know, I, I can't really, you know, I don't know any Uruguayan dishes. Like, I'm familiar with South America, but that's an obscure kind of, you know, well, country. It's, it's, it's smaller than, you know, the, so small. Western, yeah. And then in Uruguay, like, you know, you have so many. The problem is that it was especially, it was like around World One, I, I believe, or World Two. I don't know which one it was, but like you have Italians that immigrated there, you had French that immigrated there, you also had Lebanese that immigrated there, mm. and then you had Africans that immigrated there. So you're why it's segregated in like little parts. Like if you want, like, like there's this one restaurant that's known for like their lemon juice, you will go there. For their lemon juice, but that's not a, an authentic Uruguayan food. That's a yeah. Lebanese food. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Uruguayans, Uruguayans eating habit, it's very simple and clean. Like, one thing I notice when I go to Uruguay, again, it's just my craziness. Like, we will go to the farmer's market, to the to the, to the bodega in the corner, or to yeah. the supermarket, and it's all the same produce, fruits, and vegetable. Think about it. Brazil is right there. They could bring all those tropical fruits, but Uruguayans won't eat it. That's so strange. Yeah, they don't. They're very big meat eaters. Nothing from the cow gets thrown. Everything gets grilled and yeah. eaten. Everything gets grilled and eaten. Other meats that they they'll eat with it'd be like chicken, lamb, and goat. But yeah, that's goat is it. big. That's it. Wow. That's it. And then if you go to the if you go to certain parts in Uruguay, like by Punta del Este, Montevideo, you'll find since it's by the water, it's all fish. But like the fish, it's either grilled or they do it kind of like battered, but it's just on flour and then just fried. And it's always like a simple. Roman tomato, iceberg, or romaine lettuce, gotcha. and onions, and oil vinegar, and, and salt and pepper. Okay, so but it doesn't matter movie. where you go from poor to rich. Doesn't matter what's your status. Yeah, you will see that everybody eats the same way. Like you could tell on Sunday, it's either if it's in the summer, okay, you're doing asado. But if it's during the winter time, it's pasta, or you'll do a puchero. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, and then it's funny because in your in your way we do a mondongo too. Yeah, but our mondongo is different. Like we boil the shit out of the, the mondongo. Once you clean it, you get all the 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 impurities, all that gelatin out. Yeah, then we cook it. Okay, and then we cook it with garbanzos. You'll do like a maripaw with celery, carrots, and onion. Um, you add. 
pork ribs, but you don't cut them long. You cut them in half. And then you add the chorizo. You also add the white beans, the garbanzo beans, the potatoes. And then you you cook it for like a good two hours to like a stew. And then you really don't add any thickening agent because el monongo is still it's going to have that, that gelatin, yeah. that natural gelatin. And that's going to thicken the stew. Wow. That sounds like an intricate process. Yeah, it's man. good. Well, it's good too. I'm going to be honest. Now, um, you know, Antonio, um, you know, we, we, we met at a hospital and, um, you know, in, there was a moment in your life where you went through a, you know, a, a, a life-changing experience. You know, there was a moment in your life where um, you uh, got HIV, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to tell the audience, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of people that go out there and they get scared. You know, I mean, and it's obviously like anything that happens to you in that matter, you're going to be a little bit shook. You know what I mean? Well, it was hard. Yeah. And I I want you to explain to people. Like it was hard. Yeah. What what it was like. I was 28 years old. Okay. I was always protective. I always had sex with men like they had AIDS and HIV. Okay. And the way I found out of my status was I had broke out with shingles and I thought it was a rash. Wow. And then I went to the clinic and I, you know, I went to the clinic and I showed the doctor. I was like, you know, I have a rash. And she goes, what was the last time you got tested? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's been like six months. And then she goes, let me test you again. And then she was like, you know, did you have any intercourse or any partners? And then I really, I didn't, you know, maybe oral or, or kissing or something like that. Yeah. And I don't shoot up, you know, yeah. I don't do none of that nonsense. So for me, I was shocked. And, you know, it was some rough times because, you know, I felt that because I felt in the stigma of like, you know, how our parents, especially in the Spanish community, if you, you know, they find out you're gay. Oh, you're going to die of AIDS or HIV. Yeah. So then, I, you know, my fear was like going to my mother and telling her that. And, you know, I went through a roller coaster. I was going heavy on the drugs. I was doing mad, mad cocaine and ecstasy just to drown in my, just so to So you were depressed as all hell. Oh, de- not even depressed. Oh, yeah. I could be Suicidal. Gone. I could be gone with that? the wind. Yeah. I could be gone with the wind. And if I died, I'm good with, I was good with that. Really? It wow. took me, it took me a good, a good five to like six years to be like moving on. You know, my brother, my family members don't know my status. The only really? person that really knows I'm HIV positive is my mother. Wow. Not even my father when he died. Really? Wow. Would you do that on purpose? No, I was just okay. like, I just felt like it's it's not a topic that I need to talk to everybody. Gotcha. But then it's weird because right now I'm, I'm right here in front of you and we're speaking about yeah. it. And it's not like, it doesn't phase me. Yeah. Because it doesn't. Yeah. Because I've been healthy. I, I've been on my medication since yeah. I found out I was HIV positive when I was yeah. 28. But I was lucky, you know, I got on my medication. I got on my regimen. Like, I've been non-detectable for more than Seven years. Now, how does that affect your, your day-to-day life, the regimen situation? Not really, because okay. um, my regimen is basically I take one pill a day, and 
I take it in the morning with my supplements. So supplements I need to take because I had gastric bypass when I was 19. Gotcha. Because I used to be morbid obese. I used to be like 300 yeah. pounds. Wow. And I lost a wow, lot of weight. Wow, man. You've been through a lot. Yeah. God, Jesus yeah, I lost Christmas. a lot of weight. I wow. lost a lot of weight. Wow. But at that time when I had gastric bypass, yeah. you know, it was brand new. They used to, I have a huge car because a huge scar because they cut me open and they removed intestine. Mm. They don't do that anymore. So I had an obstruction in the intestine about 11 years ago. But I wasn't told by the surgeon that I needed to see a gastro... Enterologist. Yes, at least every three to four years or every two to three years. I didn't know that. So when I had that obstruction, you know... The doctor was like, what was the last time you saw? And I go, never. And they were all shocked. I was like, since your surgery, you never? I was like, no. But that's crazy. Because I, I never had and, any. I never had any. And this any, is what I don't like about the healthcare I industry. Had, I never had any complications. You know, okay, you know, when I had gastric bypass, like, I did it by the book. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to go through all the surgery to lose this weight and still eat my old habits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, my reasoning for being obese was I was an emotional eater. Yeah. I was dealing with being gay. I was dealing with issues of coming out in the closet and mm-hmm. being comfortable in my skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I was able to deal with that, I was able to move forward. You know, but like... Where it really, really, really affected me was like, I get it. You know, when I got the surgery done, doctors didn't know that much of the procedures in the surgery. But like my primary doctor could have been on it as well, you know? Wow. But you know how it is in the health and yeah, man, and you know that's what that's what I want to talk about, man. Like the treatment that you've been receiving, you know, to get your medications to make sure that you're healthy. I have to because be on this top is a of big, that. This is a big I have deal, to be top of man. That. I have you to know, be top of that. and then you know, you also have doctors that'll do random shit on you just to get money out of the health insurance. God, are you serious? Dead serious. Such as, oh, I got an ultrasound for my liver. <laughs> I've gotten. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Wow. Um, what else she made me? This is my, this is like when I just found out I was HIV positive, the doctor who I had, who she retired, um, she would do random shit like that. She would do like a yearly check and it, it never like clicked to me like, why are you doing these tests? You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, my liver's going to be fatty. I used to be big. Yeah. So my liver, it's going to be a little fatter. Okay. Yeah. I drink. I party. Yes. Yeah. But. One thing knocking on wood that I had a great nutritionist. I always followed what she told me was like, you know, Antonio, if you eat clean four to five days out of the week and you eat like shit those rest of the days, your body bounces back. Mm. But it's important that you eat clean those time frames. When she did all the exams and blood work and shit on me, she told me I needed to eat more dark rooted vegetable and fiber to make my metabolism work fast. Yeah. And it does because I could so, for the tar- to, for the triglycerides, right? To, to yeah, counteract I mean, that situation. I could eat. Yeah. But even when I was like even when I was at three hundred pounds, I didn't have any like diabetes and I was still an active yeah. person per se. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But like I used to eat. Yeah. Like, honey, I used to eat a Big Mac, supersized, 20-piece chicken nuggets, and then finish it off with a Sunday, two Sundays. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. And wow. the bitch then would have Diet Coke. I was that wow. girl. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
I was that girl. I was that girl. What a disaster! Wash it man. down with a diet God, coke. Ah, I can't even fuck with soda like that anymore. Yeah. After the surgery, it really fucks my stomach man. up. Look at it. For example, on Sunday, I went out. I went out Sunday for dinner with a friend with an old an old boss of mine. Yeah. And like she ordered a bottle of champagne, whatever we was drinking, and it, it fucked up my stomach, completely fucked yeah. up my stomach. Now my question to you is, I mean, does it expand your stomach after yeah, a while? Where, yeah, where yeah, you yeah, can yeah, yeah. start eating red? I could go back because I know I, you're like on twenty three milliliters when you start. I could go back. Like that, I right? could go back. Yeah. weighing three hundred pounds. Oh, okay. So eventually, yeah, over the course of time, gain, I could okay. gain all that weight. Okay, the got only you. reason why I gained a little weight right now because when I get really skinny, I look like a bobblehead. My got head you. looks big and my ears pop out, yeah. and then I look and <laughs> I don't like the look. Yeah. So before I started yeah. with the plastic surgery, I wanted to just be even, yeah. like straight. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to look weird. You want to look balanced. Yeah. Yeah, got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fast. But no, but if I don't, if, but you know, I've been eating like that since, since surgery, since I was 20 and now I'm 39, you know, my body's already used to it. Yeah. Like my body's all used to like, if I don't eat a certain way, I can't eat so much like, like for example, when I went to New Orleans, mm -hmm. I found out the hard way that I can't fuck with food that's been fried and shortening. Mm. My mouth would get watery, my mm. eyes, I gotta go to the bathroom because I gotta throw up. Gotcha. That's the only thing I don't like about the surgery that I still have. Yeah. I can eat something, does not matter where I'm at or what type of a restaurant or establishment, my body would be like, oh, nope, this it's gotta quiet. go, yeah. this gotta go now. Wow. And it goes out now. Wow. I can still do that to this day. Really? I can still do that to this day. Wow. I can still do that to this day. And I've asked. But at least you can eat food that you like, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. doesn't give you that reaction. And, and eat it to a kind of... Because I know when you first started, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's like it's like when it comes to greasy food, I can yeah. only eat it so much. Got you. Do you get what I'm saying? Got you. Like, Which is good, though. I mean, it's yeah, bad for you yeah. anyways. Yeah. yeah, but you know, when you're hungover, you want that burger. Yeah, it's a fact. You want yeah. that burger with bacon, Swiss yeah. cheese, and a fried egg. Yeah. You know, but I already know. That's but, some South American shh. shit right there for real. But... <laughs> Oh, but it's so good. It's delicious. It's so good. That's where I learned the trade. You know what I mean? With I mean, the trick. and mayonnaise yeah, you know. and spicy mustard. I'm like, oh, you can put an egg on a burger? It's yeah, not oh, it's so good. But if I yeah. eat, if I want to finish that whole burger, yeah. I won't even touch the fries. Got you. Because the fries is just a filler. Got you. I prefer to get filled with that because I've been craving that. So, Antonio, is is it hard for you to have like uh, relationships nowadays? Like, do you date like normally? Like, you know, like how does that work? Man? Oh, it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Okay, you know, I, I'm in a weird period because like, are I'll, you in a space in life where you're trying to meet someone? Yeah, but like, you know, what's the problem? It's like yeah. I I look younger than what I am. Okay, so then I'll either get like an older man that wants to put me as a trophy wife, gotcha. or as or be his. So sugar that happens baby. in the that happens oh, in the LGBT community. Yeah. Is the trophy person? Yeah, really. Okay, yeah. I love it. It's all the same thing, man. Yeah. You just like it's different all the things. Same thing. Jesus Christ, it's all man! The same thing. Stop with the ignorance. Is what I say. Just let people be. It's all it's the same all thing the same at the end thing. of the day. You just want to be happy. I, I, and the majority, yeah. and majority of my friends yeah. who are older than me, there's like, you won't settle down. You won't meet the person to settle down until you're in your like early forties. Gotcha. So they're like, just enjoy it. Okay. You know, and I'm very out there. Like, you know, I'll put myself out there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm transitioning to, like, I'm really focused right now. Like, you know, when I met you, I'll tell you with the plastic surgery, getting, yeah. getting that done. Yeah. Then I want to focus on career-wise. So yeah. it's like, am I in a, and I'm in a place right now to be in a relationship? No, because yeah. I there's certain things that I want to get done 
before I get myself in a, in a relationship. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, I want to be with somebody to to build a foundation and, and have yeah. a relationship and, and, and build a home together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants that. does yeah. not matter what your 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 lifestyle is. You know, everybody wants to have that person that you could fall back and they could fall back on you. Gotcha. But it's hard because, like, you meet a lot of people that just want to be with somebody just to see what they could get out of you and what how what what they could what could they gain from you to move yeah. up? How useful you are, you know. And that has that. happened to me a lot. Yeah, has happened to me so much. But you know what? What I give the thanks to God was that you know my first relationship, you know, He empowered me. You know, He didn't make me ashamed of being big. Like okay. you know, we were, we were that was a you know oof. You, know, well, I, you I, were like a teddy bear. They call them oh, teddy bears, right? I, oh. <laughs> I would Is that true? Literally, <laughs> like, literally, I would need the yeah. life Because, you know, as a straight man, yeah. you'd be afraid to use the lingo. But, I mean, yeah. you've been living in New York for so long. And you've oh, been around. Yeah. I was you know, I, I worked in Greenwich Village for yeah, 12 years as a cub. kid. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I bet. So, all right, cool, So, cool. like, you know, he used to be like, no, yeah. Antonio, you're, you're beautiful. Like, yeah. like, lights on. And that helped. Like, oh, my God, I thank him. Like, he was crazy. It was a roller coaster emotion. But then I get it because he was the only child. You know, he was trying to be something to his parents that he wasn't, you know. And I understand now the emotional roller coaster. And someone, I'm kind of happy that I went through that at such a young age. Because then I was like, I'm not dealing with shit. Like, I already knew what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's good that you know what you want. Yeah. You need to know what you want. Yeah. You know, and listen, I'm not I'm not shaming on people that want to be in a relationship and they want to be taken care of and they want to be a sugar baby or they want or they want to be a sugar daddy because that has happened to me too. I've been in relationships that the guy is so used to being the sugar daddy or the one always paying that when they meet somebody different that be like, oh, no, I got this. Yeah. They don't know how to act. Yeah. But then, you know, what's fucked up is that they always say, oh, I want somebody like this and this and this. But then when you meet that person, then you don't know how to act. You treat them like shit still. Yeah. Because you're not in charge of the situation. Well, you're not true to yourself. If you like to pay for it, just pay for it, baby. You know, I feel like it's the outside people talking that make you feel uncomfortable with it. Because some dudes want to be that 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 guy. That's that's the shit. But you know what? You know exactly, what exactly. But if you're gonna date somebody who is not. In comfortable in that situation that, yeah, that you need to understand yeah, that yeah, person's fact. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Either let it go or you know, or, or let that or person just, meet you halfway. Yeah, facts. Because then you're fighting over bullshit. Yeah, you know. Wow. Would you adopt? Are you against adopt? Do you want to have children or or, or uh, do? Are you, uh, no. Okay. Look, it's hard bringing up a child. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. let's be real with each other. Like when you have kids, like I can't be out till seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Stumbling from after hours at nine o'clock in the morning, I can't do that. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to be doing that. I mean, I haven't hung up. I haven't hung up my cha cha heels. I still go out and still kiki. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not partying as hard as yeah. I used to party. I mean, is it because of the body, body just can't take it? No, I, can't. <laughs> I, can't. I can't drink how I used to. Do I feel you, man. You know, Sometimes I don't know how I used to do it. Me neither, man. And go to class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then go to class. Like when I lived in Miami, yeah. I would it, it, I would go out, go to class, go to work, go out. Go, I don't know how I did it. Now Antonio, man, you know now that we're talking about you know um um partying and stuff like that, like you know um twenty to thirty percent of people in the LGBTQ community, man, are suffering from alcohol and substance abuse, man. That's like, true. What are your What are your thoughts on that, and why? Where do you think that stems from, man? Well, it's weird now, cause like, okay, I'll give you yeah. a good example, like right now. Uh-huh. 
like uh, me and my friend, we were out last night at this club, Battleham, and I mean, I'm surprised with the young generation. Like, they're so high on GHB. And it was like, yeah. we got to the club early, because, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, I, I got used to going out early. Yeah. Like, it's hard now for me to stay out a little late, because of the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during the whole pandemic, I was still kicking and going out to all these underground parties. Yeah. But majority, they were straight. They weren't gay. Yeah. So the music wasn't that good, but it yeah. was good to do something, you know? Yeah. But, like, I was shocked because it was like you would see all these kids shoot up G, you know, and then their inhibitions and everything is just gone with the wind. They're not drinking alcohol. I noticed that this generation does not drink alcohol. Yeah, no. It's it's hardcore drugs. And they mix. Like, you know, growing up, growing up, like, my first... Ecstasy, I'll never forget. I was 21 years old and was in Rhode Island. My friend Guadalupe and I went to a um, S&M circuit party. Not a good choice to drop ecstasy and then see somebody cage or fist or being whipped. <laughs> Not so good. Out of here. You serious? Oh my God. You I went through that out. experience? That must have broke the hell out, bro. High as a kite. That we ended up going, I'm, I'm dating myself, we ended up leaving that party, and we, there used to be an after hours in Boston, high as a kite, we drove to Boston, and we went to this other after hours called Rise, and then I came down, because like, okay, it was like, it was a little room full of mirrors, and it helped the high, I, I freaked out, but I'll never forget it, it's a story, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, but then again, and you I survived, start, thank I survived, God, yeah. but I didn't start like, Drinking, I used to get gone with, gone with the wind, fuckface mm-hmm. with Midori sours too. Wow! And I was twenty. Those are delicious, by the way. Oof. Very underrated drink. No, I like them. I like That's them a Midori. lot of sugar right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> and and like that was twenty two. Mm-hmm. You know, I really didn't start drinking and getting into yeah. it till like twenty eight. Mm-hmm. No, a little younger than that. A little younger than that. A little younger than that. Like twenty four, but like. Uh, Miami, there were some days like, oof. Yeah, well, Miami itself is oof. one hell of a drug, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I really didn't, yeah. honestly, I really didn't yeah. start, a, I really didn't start going heavy on the drugs and, and, and kikin was till I moved to New York. Really? Um, huh? And that surprised me because you know what? In Miami, Coke runs like crazy. Yeah, that rules the world, Ooh. you know? And good Coke, not yeah. the shitty shit that you get no, here. Not, yeah. So I was surprised. And I used to always see it around me, but I really didn't get into it until here in New York City. Wow. Everybody's, uh, you know. Every- well, I mean, I feel like some people, if you can't get Adderall, you get cold. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, you gotta be, you gotta be, oh. you, gotta, you gotta keep that energy you had in your twenties, man. There's no other way, you know. That I get it, Adderall, man. oh my god, I was jumping I all over yeah. the club when Yo, I took that I'm the first time. You, man, that that is that that is crazy. I can't believe they still prescribe that. Me man. It's either. Still on the market. I don't know how they man. can give that to children. I don't know how. That's crazy. I feel like that's child abuse, man. That drug is powerful, man. God. Well, then again, you know, look at look at how many look how many parents they label their kids special need or yeah. special ed just to get finance or to get money out of the government. It's, it's... I didn't know that was a thing until a friend of mine's like boyfriend just found out that his his mom did that to really? him to him and wow. his and, and his other siblings. Was he devastated? Yeah, because you know that marks you. 
as a human being. When you're labeled special need, it fucks up certain situations. Like when I went through the whole system to get my apartment through the SRO, the shelters, like they were so big on like, well, if you deal with depression, if you take medications, it's easier for us to place you in an apartment. But because I didn't want it to be, listen, because I didn't want it to be labeled as a, a, Depression. I'm not. Listen. I'm not. Be, I'm not belittling or talking down on anybody who is taking medication yeah. for depression. Because yeah, it's a battle to deal with. You know what I'm saying? But like, I didn't want to be labeled as that because then it fucks certain situations. You know what I'm saying? Like, such as. Well, think about it. When you when you do career wise or work wise, and they see that you're on these medication, this medication, people are gonna treat you and look at you in a certain way. Or it'll close certain doors, like it happened to some of my girlfriend's friend. He couldn't do certain programs that he wanted to because he was already labeled special need. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. And why did you end up in the shelter system with domestic violence or something like that? No, honey. I was just like, you know, New York City ain't cheap to live. Okay. And it's really expensive to move out on your own. Got you. I was living in the projects in the Lower East Side paying like $400 for uh, not even a room, uh... A little hallway with a curtain. What? A closet, essentially. Not even. It was wow. like a living room. And wow. the and the Baruch apartment. And the Baruch projects. And the Baruch projects on 90 Columbia. Wow, that's crazy, dog. Oh, God. Wow. Uh, let me tell you, New York did not make it easy to transition from yeah. Florida to yeah. here. It was not an and you had transition. no And you had no uh, people backing you up, right? You don't have family members out here or anything, do you? I mean, no. I got my mom and my brother and oh, stuff okay. like that, but I can't really depend on them got like you. that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or yeah. my dad. And it was hard because, like, you know, to get a... To get an apartment, you need to make a certain amount of money. Yeah. So as a server, I wasn't making that type yeah. of money like that. So yeah. I wouldn't get an apartment. Yeah. That was yeah. always my issue. That's So crazy. then I had a friend of mine who I haven't seen him out and about. And then I had another friend of mine from the project. She was like, and so I just go through the program. Go through the SRO. You'll get an apartment. It's true. Now, what my friend didn't tell me was that if I went through the SRO program, I, ha- I-, I should have said I was crazy. Like I was depressed and emotional and, and I need this medication, that medication. And he was like, girl, just don't take it. But I'm like, but girl, then you're labeled as that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, it goes in your regular. Do a background check yeah. if you want to run for office. I mean, whatever the case may be, if you want to. jump. Yeah, it's going to pop. You know what I mean? It's going to so be I was just like, I was like, yeah, I couldn't. And it took, me, it took me two years. It took me two years to move from the SRO. I was picky where I wanted to live, too. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, you do want to be picky. I mean, of at the course, end of the day. I'm yeah. going through all this. Yeah. You got, I mean, you got to make sure you land where you want to land, oh. man. Wow. That's crazy. Now, Antonio, man, like, you know, I, you know, it is, you know, the LGBTQ special. So, you know, I know we go on these. I know. Going so, so many no, no, but it's a fun because I'll bring it back. You know what I mean? To, you know, I, feel, I, I do feel bad for the transgenders that are getting murdered, man. Like, you know what? But what, you know what? But that's not it, that's nothing new. Really? That is nothing new. OK, so growing up in Elizabeth, yeah, I had yeah. one friend who she was transgender yeah. and she was lived on the block. Yeah. And. uh but it was cute that we were all together. Like the people who were gay and were openly, we were all with each other. You know what I'm saying? I still talk to certain friends from high school. And um, and she didn't have it easy. Like when she would go to the bathroom, she would have to go to the nurse office. Yeah. 
know what I'm saying? But like she was in the, she was in the part of a of the high school that was gifted and talented program, so it wasn't as hard. But she went through some issues. You know, she still had the same issues that I had with the family and the brothers. You know, with them being ashamed, embarrassed, you know, hiding it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But she's she's killing it, and she did great. And so did all my other friends as well, you know. But, you know, back in the days, like, if you, I had another friend, you know, the only way she was able to survive was, you know, sell herself and give blowjobs for 20 bucks. Wow. At the piers. That's horrible, man. For anyone, you know what I'm Ugh. saying? Because you got to pay for these medications, too. And you know all about dealing with medication and how hard it is with the healthcare I've been, industry. I've been, man. I had, I had one friend who I saw the complete transition like when they cut the, when yeah. and she had to buy a, she had to buy like a like certain types of dildos to keep that hole open because you know what it's it's not a natural hole so you need to keep it open and they don't prescribe you dildos like you have to buy your own that i don't know they subscribe you now at that time, we're talking about this is in the nineties, like yeah. ninety nine, probably not. Yeah, that was at that time. It was yeah, different. The, the, the technology. I don't think at that developing. time you were able to get hormones prescription three through pharmacy. Where you? Yeah. I really don't know because, like, yeah. you know, at those times they would come to Queens or certain parts of New York, and it was all underground. Yeah, you know, I'd been with a friend of mine that she used to go to this one spot in Brooklyn get silicone injected in her. Wow. And not gonna wood, she didn't have any complications. That is crazy. Are you serious? Dead serious. But back I mean, in, yeah, you could have serious complications with on the low freaking silicone. But man. you know, back in those days, you know, if you didn't travel in a group, gay, trans, whatever, you mm -hmm. always traveled in a group. group. Okay. Whereas now you don't need to travel in a group. I mean, with everything that's going on and you know, I honestly, the only good, the, I loved it. I the I loved when uh, President Trump won for the simple fact that it, it unmasked so many people's true, true, true personality. Like, you really saw who they were. You really did. Yeah. Because they yeah. didn't have to hide it. No, they didn't. It was they okay. Didn't. They were open yeah. about it. I know. I couldn't so, believe it. But honestly, really, yeah. for me, I prefer to know who you yeah. really are from the get-go. I hated growing up yeah. when I, I would get people that would smile and be, and act like they were my confidant and they were just backstabbing but you don't think it divides the country though you don't think that's absolutely. bad for us absolutely but you know what the but good, it does start a conversation yeah, though, but the good know? thing yeah, is like right. okay I know where the fuck you stand now Yeah. so yeah. alright I'm good Yeah. whereas and it's worse when you don't know where you stand yeah, at and you're still placating and, people yeah and, and you're shit, being yeah. around the bushes Yeah. because the majority of those people are now so forward mm -hmm. of who they were that's a fact you're right about that you're right you about know what that. I'm saying you're right about but that. you know what? Another thing in, in 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 the gay community, you know, there's still there's still segregation and like, like segregation. How? Out for example, I could tell you, like you go you go you'll go out to a nightclub. There's circuit parties. There are, circuit parties are for the muscle queens, for all the gays that work circuits at, parties. Circuit parties. So circuit parties for basically, the muscle queens. Muscle queens. All right. So it's basically those are big brolic dudes. Yes, the gym guys. <laughs> The gym guys, but the majority of them, yeah. they're all power bottoms. Okay, and the majority of them, they're all so. What the hell is a power bottom? It's a. It's, she just likes to get plowed to the gods. Okay, but majority of them, they're so fucked up on GHB. Yeah, that they do their one two step. Yeah, and their chest pump, and that's all they do all night. And then the funny part is, majority of them, they all got chicken legs, and then yeah. it's like all upper body. Yeah. 
because they're juicing. And yeah. as much as you, like, honestly, when, you know, when I lived in Miami and I was transitioning, like, mm-hmm. transitioning mean like, losing all the weight, had a personal trainer. Yeah. And then I used to get told at the gym, so what's your intake? And I didn't know what they were talking about, right? Yeah. So then I, my personal trainer, I was like, I was like, um, John, why do they keep asking me? What's my intake? Does that yeah. mean like how much weight I'm doing? And he started laughing. He was like, Antonio, they're asking you how much steroids you're taking. And I go, but why? He was like, Antonio, they want to have your legs. Yeah. And then it took me a minute. He, and he was the one that brought it to my attention. He was like, when you take a shower, look at their balls. If their balls are high up, they're shooting like crazy. They're shooting up. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's crazy. I did not man. know that. Wow. I did not know that. That's did cool. not knew that, but then, but then, but then, like now you're starting to see everybody mix. But it was back then like circuit queens, or the circuit queens only stuck with the circuit queens. Okay, the, the bodybuilder, the muscular. So they only they only fucked with each other. Yeah, and then really? like then and and the the circuit queens majority of the time they're white, Hispanic, Asian, and that's it. Okay. Very little black. Really? Very little. But then, then you'll go, for example, you go to certain clubs that's majority black and Latino and okay. Afro-Latino. Okay. But then you won't see no white queens. You really? can count the white And queens. what's a queen? Just want to... Well, that's like a, like, a, like a flamboyant, like a flamboyant okay. man. Would you consider yourself one? Yeah, you can say uh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can say okay. that or flamboyant. I really don't... I really am not big on this whole label generation. Well, no, well, right now it's for the sake yeah. we're labeling well, now. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, but like... But like, you know, my doctor yeah. the other day, she goes, what is your pronoun? And yeah. I just started laughing. <laughs> That's a new thing. Uh, you yeah, know? and I was just like, listen, if it wasn't because of me and yeah. my generation before, mm-hmm. these kids couldn't be saying what is... These kids couldn't be able to do, yeah. You know, go to a hetero person and be like, "That's not my pronoun." Yeah, you know, I I think it's cute. Yeah, no, you guys are full for a lot of rights, yeah. man. It's for a lot of respect out here, man. Let's be real, man. I remember Let me back tell you, in the back days. in the days, I had to go out with a box cutter. Yeah, a lot of atrocities happened. Let me tell man. you, and the yeah. big orange box cutter. And you were allowed. I mean, until uh, a certain point, you you could kill a gay man if they misled you. Yeah, and with no repercussions, you could go to jail. Yeah. Do you remember when you can cops, go to jail? Remember, facts. remember, I had friends that cops will go dress yeah. normal to a gay bar mm-hmm. and then act like you know they're they're picking them up, mm-hmm. and then they go to jail for that. Yeah, because uh, solicitation. Yeah, you know people don't they don't understand they don't they don't talk yeah. about that. They don't. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's crazy, man. I'm surprised wow. you even know about that because a lot of fucking straight people don't know that. My mom gagged when I told her about that. Well, you know, I mean, like, like I, I said, I, I worked in Greenwich out. Village for a long time. I had to be careful, when, especially going you out. Know? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, my, my friend wrote a play about the Stonewall incident. I mean, it never went anywhere, but he wrote a play. He wanted to do a play about... Yeah, about, but that yeah, was all yeah. because of the Latinos, trans community. Yeah. It wasn't because of the white queens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know where you see a lot of big separation? It's like even when, like when I went to Chicago. Oh, my God. That was very weird. Okay. You would go out and like one corner was the Asian community. One corner was the white community. Yeah. One corner was the Puerto Rican community. One corner was the Mexican community. I was really surprised when I saw that one. And I went, when I went to Chicago, it was back, back in early 2000s. But like what is refreshing now because you also like saw the mix, like you know when you used to go to Limelight, you used to see all the Bridge and Tunnel. Oh my kids. God, Limelight! You remember Jesus, all the yeah. Bridge and Tunnel kids? You would see all the gays, 
all the hip hop, whatever. It was all yeah, yeah. It was black. a cluster. It was a cluster F, man. You know, it was awesome. Limelight was the best club. I mean, uh, you know what I mean. By the way, everyone, that club was in a church. If no one knows that, yeah. right now they sell clothes out of there. Right? It's like a thrift store. Like I thought know, they were converting it back to a club or something. Are they really? I don't know. I don't, I don't think know they had any. I mean, luck. I've been out the club scene for yeah. a while, but I, remember I don't think they had 20s, any yeah. luck with that space. Yeah. That they had any luck with that space. So that was like the tunnel. Yeah. The tunnel used to be like one floor, it'd be hip hop. Yeah. One floor, it'd be all yeah. gays. Yeah. But we used to all intertwine when we went to the bathroom. Yeah. Or when we used to go get the drugs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, at, at that point, everybody was the same. It's funny how with the drugs and money get involved. Everybody's the same, right? <laughs> But, I mean, those were some fun times. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man, I loved New York times. was sketchy. Yeah, yeah you know. I, mean, I love yeah, New York was sketchy. Know, I mean, you know, it's it's lost that charm, you know, unfortunately. I mean, but you got to admit it. It's kind of funny, like, when you see, when I was living in the Heights, it used to be funny when I used to see, like, these preppy Connecticut yeah. kids walking, and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. back in this, they wouldn't survive. They would get jumped. Yeah, no, they wouldn't make it, bro. No. They were dead. I mean, they were fools. I remember when my friends used to come from uptown and we used to go out to the village or go out in Chelsea, they used to come with a bag of clothes, right? We had to go to a public bathroom for them to change. And then they back in those days, there wasn't coat check. Yeah. You used to literally stash your clothes by a payphone and hope it was still there. Yo, that's for crazy. For you to change. And why were they changing again? Why were they doing that? Because think about it. They couldn't, they couldn't come out their house in high heels and a beat face and wigs. Wow. So if you if if you was a performer, you either had to get dressed at the club or at the bar, yeah. or be friends with somebody who lived in the city that you were able to do that. Back in the days, you couldn't come from mm. from the one, the two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't. You would get beat or stoned or killed. <sighs> That's crazy. And there's people still that want you guys to be going through that, man. Yeah. That's crazy. But then the majority of those people, they're closeted, or they're dealing with insecurities, or they're yeah. dealing with baggage. Wow. I, you know, and and, that, and that's unfortunate. I, I feel like if we focus less on our rage and more on the actual things that we like, maybe like you know, figure out what you like instead of figuring out what you hate. Maybe your life will be a lot better, and you you'll be able to be more inclusive and more accepting. Man, I feel like life isn't fun. you you're 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 neglecting a whole when you ne- when you have hate in your heart, you just neglect fun. You neglect education. You neglect a, a wide range of things. You you don't you stop expanding your horizon when you neglect people solely based on because you don't know you either don't appreciate or, or don't like their lifestyle or you just were raised not to like that lifestyle or, or their race or their religion or whatever it is the case may be I feel like life is too short to be caught up in that man, well, I think that I think you know I think it's I think I think what's important to move forward yeah. it's like you know you know like how we're doing from two totally different backgrounds we're yeah. sitting down and we're having a conversation yeah. and we're open to know from each other's past yeah. and, and, and ask questions and look at that you went to limelight I went to limelight and who, knew, who you knows know? we probably were next to each Yo, other who that's knows? Crazy. I probably know some of your friends, and you know that's some of my friends. That's a fact. Who knows? We'll that? find out when this airs. Okay. You know, <laughs> but it's like who knows? You don't yeah. know. It's the thing, man. You know, and if you keep yourself blinded, I mean that, that you're gonna miss out on life, man. You keep living your life like that, man. It's crazy. Well, Antonio, we reached the point in the podcast though where it's time to play five words with Angel. I know I didn't brief you, but on Five Word with Angel, it's a word association game. I'll give you a word or okay. phrase. You're going to give me the first word or thought that comes to your head. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. All right, here we go. The first word is Pride Week. What do you think about when you hear Pride Week? Colorful. 
<laughs> nice. Honestly. I like that. No, I like that. Colorful. I like that. The second word is a little bit of cobalt. I don't know if you know about this, but uh, the second word is Big Tarvi. What do I think of that? Yeah. I'm surprised you even said one of the words. What do you mean? I would not expect that to be one of the words. You know, I I just I, I just saw the commercial the other day because we, we promoted it also in the magazine that I wrote mm-hmm. for. You know, I just wanted to know your thoughts on it. I think it's great. Yeah. Now, could you tell the audience what it is for those that don't know? It's a medication that helps you not to get HIV or yeah. AIDS. Now, it does not... Yeah. help you not get gonorrhea or STD or yeah. chlamydia that some yeah. people don't understand that. Yeah. And this is the thing too. I feel like people are still too loose, bro. Like I understand we have medications and things of that nature, but like you still want to go out there and, you know, protect yourself and have and safe not just sex. That. Yeah. If you do have yeah. unprotected sex, yeah. like, you know, go the next day and get tested. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And Bactarvi helps you, like yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people are on Bactarvi, and I think it's a great medication. Okay, great. Well, that's good to know, man. You know, well, the third word is we were talking about this the first time we met. Waist trainers, you know. You you learn how much you can eat with it. (laughs) I learned that the hard way. Really? Yeah, it took me two weeks. Because if you overeat, you yeah. throw up because you're pressuring your your. Okay, I didn't buy my waist trainers to. I couldn't buy the female ones that makes your waist cinch because I'm a man. My body is not shaped like that. Yeah, it's shaped so I would buy the man one, but I would buy within my measurements. But it's only like you could only eat then drink. You can't do both. Got you. And then there's only to a certain point that you can eat. Otherwise, you will throw up. Okay, so make sure you buy that right size. Yeah, and make sure that, you know, you train yourself, you know, when you're out, know your limit. Because otherwise, you get bloated, and being bloated and that pressure, it's not a good mix. It's painful, I could imagine. Not a good mix. Wow. Wow, we learn something new every day here on the Angel of Words podcast. <laughs> the fourth word is New York City. What comes to mind? Energy, energy. Love it, love it, love it. And the uh, the fifth and final word is Lady Gaga, fan or not? Uh, <laughs> I mean, in the beginning, okay, I'm I'm a fan. Now it's just it's too much. Okay. You get what I'm saying? No, I mean, I traveled look- all the way to Chicago from New York to go see, well, to Indianapolis, Indiana to go see her from New York. I was a big fan. I liked the sound when it came out. Yeah, well, I never me heard too. anything like it. But oh, then after the second album, I lost it. Yeah, I kind of lost touch with her too. Yeah. She kind of made the comeback with the movie A Star is Born for me. Like, that was the, that way was good for those couple really? of Really? For me, yeah. it was the American Horror Story. That was, that was her comeback. Okay. To me, it was it was A Star is Born. I wasn't I didn't a big see fan it yet. of American Horror Story. I still, I'm, I'm more of a classic, so I still like the Barbara Streisand one. Oh man. You know what's so funny? It was gonna be Barbara Streisand, but I'm like, yo, it's 2021. Maybe people won't know who Barbara Streisand is. Babs, you know what I mean? I was gonna say about that, ah, let's, let's do Lady Gaga. But no, look, she's right here. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say her if I was yeah, Well, I, yeah, no, Babs is she's me, a beast. Yeah. Why do they love her so much in the gay community? I just curious. Uh, she's just like 
she's a performer, just like yeah. Liza Minnelli. Yeah, no, she's a beast. Liza, forget about it. Legendary. Cabaret, man. come on. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised they didn't remake that yet. Yeah, I'm surprised as well. Right? Now, it, it, it's coming out soon. Come on. They I mean, always I hope they don't because that's a, that's a movie you can't fuck I with. I know, it's going to be tough, man. But that's like Mommy Dearest. You can't fuck with that either. Yeah, it's tough. Those are hard flicks to remake. To cast it, how would you cast that? Who would you pick? Well, and that with, the, be a with lot the, of the star that's born, they did good. Yeah, that's true. They did good. Yeah. I haven't watched that movie yeah. yet, honestly. Yeah. But they, you know, they did good. No, they I mean, did good. A, I mean, I, I like the film. You know what I mean? I like the film. I like the music. Bradley Cooper was great. I'm a big fan of his. And you know, Gaga did better than I thought she would. But she's a decent. You know, she's an artist, man. She's I think she's great as an she's actress. She's great. She's a good actress, honestly. Bro. She really I, is. Honestly, I mean, no shade, no tea. I mean, she did better than some other pop stars. Yeah. I mean, remember when Madonna did uh, Argentina? Yes, that was. Oof. <sighs> That was bad, man. Do you remember when the Argentinians didn't want her to play a beautiful role? Bro, bro, and they did bro, that whole protest. Bro, bro, that was crazy. Oh, remember when that really... movie that she filmed that was crazy? It was so everywhere. That what? movie that she directed. Not the sexual movie, not erotica, right? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that was she played. She yeah. played as an yeah, she, with she William Dafoe, you know. Yeah, there was another movie that she directed, yeah. like a two thousand or something. That was also weird. Like it made no sense. No, I don't like, remember that flick. Nah, it was Which is weird. I was a big fan of her as yeah. well. Oh yeah, who know? was it? Yeah, no. She was big in the night. I miss her. It sucks that she's you know. It's not that she's not relevant. She's just you know. She tries too hard yeah, to be relevant. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem, and it's it's not tasteful, it's not. you know. And we live in it's a different not. generation yeah. now. Yeah. And I feel like when you're so desperate and yeah. you're so thirsty, they know to they fit don't like it, thirsty. No. Yeah, it's gotta and be you natural. See it. mm-hmm. It's not natural. Yeah, but that's like whereas like Barbara Streisand is like she's cooking for Cocoa Puffs, but like it's natural. Yeah, do you know what I'm know? saying? Yeah, you see Oprah, she's cooking for Cocoa Puffs too, but it's natural. Yes. Yes. She could still mingle with the yeah. young kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She doesn't try too hard. Yeah. But you know what it is, too? Madonna was it. She was everything. It's from, hard. And think about it from, you know? from three generations for the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. And, and, and you know, she was the master of reinventing yourself. So she's going to think that everything she tries yeah, is going to work. She just needs to stop trying. You're yeah. good. You're Madonna. You made yeah, but it. But then again, you know, she did it. She was the one that, you know, she wasn't the one that started the formula of surrounding herself with all the gays and the party gays. You know, if you're really going to break it down, you know, that started back from like Bette Midler, Grace Jones. Yeah, that, yeah, you know what I'm saying like uh, Liza really Minnelli's mother yeah. Judy Garland like, Judy Garland yeah, yeah like you know what I'm saying like that formula came from back in the days she just picked up on it quick yeah you know what I'm saying she did yeah. but she always surrounded herself by powerful gays yeah no she even really all did. the pop stars now yeah. do that yeah I mean hey even know. Lady Gaga stylists Beyonce they all did great jobs and you could tell when they stopped working with certain stylists, they'd be like, ooh, it's not. Yeah, something happened. Yeah. There. There was a... It just didn't click. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love that you pick up on that, yeah, man. Like, you gotta... Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and, and what is it, man? You know, what is it about entertainment and the LGBTQ community that works so well together? I mean, come on now, think about it. You, I mean, in your day-to-day life, you're dealing with so much bullshit and yeah. so much animosity and rudeness. It's yeah. like when you go to the gay club, like, you want to unleash, you want to have fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter where party you go to or what group you affiliate with. But when you go out, you go out and you have fun. The energy is there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, back in the days, it wasn't like that. You no. know, especially, like, if I was as a, as a, as a, 
Latino or femme queen, I couldn't go. I wouldn't be able to go to certain straight bars. There were certain gay bars I couldn't mix because I wasn't welcome there. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you don't see that no more. Like the cubbyhole, one of those? No, that was focused on the lesbian. Oh, okay. That was more on the lesbian community. But like back in the days, you know, there were certain gay clubs. Like you know, if you were like fashion forward, artistic, you know, uh, you were creative, you would go to certain bars or certain clubs because you were more welcome. Gotcha. But if you're very like simple or or you're like you know just not that out there, yeah. And you go to those bars, like you wasn't welcome. You will be kicked out. Wow. You know, yeah. Pose. Um, he did a whole um, TV show about that. Who? Um, Pose. You know that that TV show Pose. No, no, I've never heard. Oh of my that. god, there's a there's literally an episode that uh, Pose. P-O-S-E. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. She walks in as a trans okay. woman, and the bar that she goes to, it's majority male forward, male looking, more androgynous, more manly, and they yeah. kicked her out. That was a thing back then. And that so was a that's thing. That's the segregation that you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, and that was a thing. Wow, I didn't know yeah, this. Yeah, and that was a thing. It's such a subculture within yeah, a and culture. That was a thing, and that was a thing even to like mm, the... I'm going to say that started transitioning to like mid 90s. Gotcha. Yeah, when 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 like when Peter and and all the club kids, that era broke that stigma. Broke that like, you know, you got to be this certain way to get here. That yeah. that kind of broke because then everybody was mixed because then all the 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 bridge and tunnel kids wanted to see what all the the the, the club kids and the creative kids so like then you mixed it. Yeah. Do you was, get what I'm yeah, saying? It was beautiful. It was a beautiful medley. You know? I love that. It was good times, it man. Was. I'll be honest with you, man. Webster Hall, all these clubs were like fantastic, man, back in the days, bro. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's be just the same, sad that, you know, rents and mortgages are so fucking high that as a club owner, you can't even keep a club in the city. No. Now you have to go to the Boondocks, yeah. Ridgewood, and Queens, yeah. all the way up in Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 To yeah. a porta potty, yeah. Not even to a nice club, because at least back in those days, you go to an experience, you know, a beautiful club. Now it's just like you're either in a small little venue and you're like sardines in a can. You can oh. barely dance. You know what I'm saying? And now it's not so much about the music and the dancing. Now it's about the social media, the bottle service, the to be seen, to be heard. Mm-hmm. It's not like you yeah. buy, you know, you buy your sweats and your and yeah. your outfit. And you're out dancing. Yeah, yeah nah. It's nah. not about that life. No. And you can't even mingle with different... And you know what I thought? Yeah. You know, I really honestly yeah. thought that after the pandemic and everything, it was going to go to that. And it's not like... Look, I get it. As club owners, certain clubs were closed and they try to make their money. But it's mm-hmm. just like, come on. Now, like, you're charging people crazy That's for, like, a cocktail. Bro. It's crazy. Like I, I get don't the entrance. Out, I get the entrance. Like yeah. I get the entrance. You got to pay yeah. for the DJ. You got to pay yeah. for staff. Yeah. I get all of that. But like, really, you want to charge nineteen dollars for a vodka soda? That's a lot, G. That's a lot. When you got that in a case, and you probably pay not even a dollar for that bottle. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not fun. It doesn't make it fun. But then again, yeah. like we spoke earlier, this generation isn't drinking as much. Yep. So what they're selling more is Gatorade water, Red Bull, mm-hmm. fucking uh, Truly. Yeah, oh, I'm surprised yeah. to see that shit everywhere now. Everywhere, bro. Everywhere. Those spritzers, man. I mean, Ugh. I'm gonna lie. To I'm not a fan, bro. Oh, that's that 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 uh, it, that that reminds me of like the the, the off brand children medication that yeah, my mom yeah. used to buy. Yeah, that's what it, that's the aromatic feel yeah. it has to. It's disgusting. I don't like it. 
oh man, Antonio, what's happening, man? What are we gonna do, right? <laughs> Let him adapt, you know. What I mean, hopefully it'll get better. Well, so you know, I mean, think about it. Every that's why everybody's leaving big cities because it's mm-hmm. so expensive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I hate when people were saying that, oh, the city is back alive. The city was always alive. Mm-hmm. If you was a who's who and you knew what the fuck was going on, then yeah. you was out and about. That's a fact. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, the city is not what it used to be. The city was all about the creative energy, the art. You know, and they, if, look, if they keep focusing on the money and bringing the preppies and the, the businessman, you're going to lose what the city was. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough gonna be tough I'm, I'm curious to see what happens moving forward especially after the pandemic to be honest with you man well i mean i mean look, look at all the retail stores that closed because it doesn't make sense having a, mm-hmm. a flagship store anymore doesn't man victoria's secret gone but they were paying a million dollars of rent a month that is that crazy place. man that you is saw that crazy. rebrand that they did now yo <laughs> Like you, you made victoria's secret rebrand that's a disaster man jesus I worked with those people when I interned for KCD, and it was oh, a nightmare. Oh, God. God, Antonio. What's going to happen, man? What's going to happen? Well, Antonio, man, could you, give the, could you give the audience, man, you know, and especially uh, the heterosexual community a message out there? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, Send I'm going to honestly, yeah. with the heterosexual community, it's like, you know, what's important is just like we all want to be respected. We all want to be acknowledged. You know, just like how me and you are sitting here having a conversation, you know, that, that all it takes is just having a little bit of communication and a little bit of understanding. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just that, you have to be open-minded because it's being pushed in your face so much. <laughs> like it or like not. Like the saturation like you yeah. were talking about. It. Yeah, no, Like it, it or not, yeah. it's being yeah. pushed. Mm-hmm. Like it or not. So you yeah. have to either move forward and accept it yeah. or live in a cocoon yeah. and live backwards. Yeah. And don't be scared. I mean, my thing is just live your life, man. People, I feel like people are going to turn out the way they're going to turn out regardless, man. You know what I'm saying? Look at, like my mother used to say, don't spit up because that spit comes right back down. Mm. Don't spit up because that spit, spit comes, comes right, right back, back down. down. Lessons from his mom, everyone. Thank you so much, oh, thank Mr. You. Antonio Santana. It's been a pleasure. Here on the Angel of Words podcast, everybody, don't forget to share. Click on the notification bell on YouTube so you can get your notifications for when we for when the uh, episode airs. Also, everyone, uh, check us out on all podcast platforms, not just YouTube. You could also see our exclusive content at uh, AOWENT. If you want to see my shenanigans on social media, catch uh, go to at Angel of Words ENT, all one word, and donations are at Cash App, AOWNYC. Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and we will talk to you later. Be well. Bye.